Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts and our minds to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. There's a connection that we see today between what we see taking place in the Gospel reading and the caution that James gives us in the section of the letter that we heard today, both focusing on the power of the proclamation of our tongues and the ability of us to be blessing God and proclaiming Jesus as Lord, or the caution that James gives, uh, the power also to create great turmoil and destruction by the way that we speak. And first and foremost, we're supposed to relate, as Peter did, to be people who are confessing that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Messiah that we're to use our speech to proclaim the love of God, the peace of God, the mercy and grace of God. And we see that great confession that Peter makes that as Jesus talks to his disciples, he's starting to understand who Jesus is. And he says, well, you're the Messiah. And then there, the next verse in Scripture is kind of an odd one where we think, well, what's the point of that? Because Peter says, you are the Christ. And the next verse is, Jesus warned them not to tell anyone. And you think, well, that's kind of strange. Isn't the whole point that people know? Well, the verses that follow give us some keys because Jesus goes on to tell Peter, well, the Son of Man must suffer and be rejected and the chief priests by the chief priests and teachers and he must be killed and rise again on the third day. He's trying to tell him this is what being the Messiah looks like. And what's Peter's answer? It's not amen. Let's do it. Peter takes him aside to use his words and rebukes him. Well, that can't possibly be right, Jesus. You know, that's not the type of Messiah we were looking for. That's not how we thought this would go down. And so you see the connection where Jesus says, well, don't tell anybody yet. He says that because they still don't understand. Even though Peter said, you're the Messiah, the Messiah in Peter's mind doesn't match up with the Messiah who Jesus actually is. And what Peter's looking for is not what Jesus came to do. And so he cautions Peter... Don't say anything yet. One day you're going to understand that I am the Messiah. You got that part right. But it's not going to look like you think it's going to look. And then we too are called in those same footsteps of Peter to be people who recognize Jesus as Lord and Messiah. And in doing so, that means that we are not Lord and Messiah, but that He is and that we would heed the call that Jesus gives to surrender our lives. Because what Jesus says, even though Peter doesn't understand it, and it's not the Messiah perhaps he crafted in his mind, 
Jesus is trying to get him and us to understand that in laying ourselves down before the Lord, in surrendering our life, there we actually find life. Which is contrary to our minds when we think, well, I want to have my plan and do my way and I've got it all planned out and things are all in order and I'll just do my own thing. And we think, I don't want to give that up. And Jesus isn't saying, lay your, lay your life down and then you'll just have destruction and death and suffering. Even the call to take up the cross and follow Him, that's not a call for our lives to be miserable. Rather, in taking up our cross, we acknowledge that we're going to die to ourself as the one in control and receive Jesus as Lord and what He's done for us and thereby receive life. For the path we're on otherwise will not lead to life. That's what Jesus is trying to get us to understand. Receive what I have done for you and then you will have life. And so as we seek to be people who acknowledge that, it's that challenge then that James gives us to use our speech for the right purposes and in the right ways. And he gives at first in the letter a caution to the teachers. And why are the teachers cautioned? Because they're using their speech to bring others either into the presence of God or away from. And so there's that challenge to the teachers, be careful because your words will lead others. And he says, if anyone is perfect, then you know, you've tamed the tongue, you don't make any mistakes, but we know we all make mistakes in the way that we speak. And none of us, I don't think, would want to raise our hand and say, well, I've got it pretty much perfect. Everything that I have ever said in my whole life has been pure joy and life-giving to everyone. Anyone want to raise their hand that, that that's been their experience? Because we know it's not. Because what we find is we have this image that this tiny little tongue of ours can be praising God, proclaiming Jesus as Lord, and then in the midst of it, the next thought, be cursing someone who's made in the image of God. We've, and, and so he gives this beautiful image of a fire. And we know that fires can be really destructive. And I think we've had those moments where we can see that the consuming fire of our speech can bring hurt and destruction. But it can also be a consuming fire that consumes people with the love of God, with the mercy of God, with the grace of God. But we have to be cautious, he's saying. And I was listening to a podcast this week, and I don't remember the bishop of the Episcopal Church who was doing this podcast, but he used this image that I thought was powerful in reference to this reading. And he said, uh, you know, volcanoes take about 100 years to erupt. And when they do, they can be really destructive. But before that 100 years and before the eruption, there's a lot going on under the surface. And so it can be with our speech. And so in the podcast, he called us to think about, uh, well, what's going on under the surface of each of us? Simmering there, waiting for an explosion. And I'm sure we've all had things happen in our lives where something happens and we react. 
We do or say something out of instinct, it's destructive, and we're not even sure where it came from, and it's not proportionate in any way to what's happened to us. And that's the type of response that the bishop was trying to get at as he was talking on the podcast, that if we're not aware of what's going on in our hearts and our minds, then we have these knee-jerk reactions. And then what's simmering inside of us comes out in all sorts of crazy ways. And so he called us then to be aware of that. And that's the good news of, of following Jesus, is that we have a God who loves us. And so if each day we're asking the Spirit to show us those places we don't reflect the image of God, those things simmering under the surface, then we're able to go to God and pour those things out to God. And we don't have to be afraid that God is going to say, oh, well, that gets you off the list. You're out. Or that God's not going to love us. First of all, God knows all these things anyway. But part of the intimacy of the relationship is we have a loving God who allows us to come to Him day in and day out and say, I now see these places in my heart and my mind that don't reflect the image of God that don't reflect Christ. And now the good news of the gospel is God doesn't just yell down from heaven, well, try harder. But rather, God has poured the Holy Spirit in us whose job it is to point those things out and whose job it is to work the transformation in our lives. But there's something that happens powerfully when we reflect on the reality of what's simmering inside of us and say to God, these places are in need of your grace, of your power, of your transformation. And I can't do it. And that was the whole, that's the whole point of the gospel, is that God loves us and recognizes that we can't do it. Because if we could, as I've said before, then all we needed was God to be our coach and yell down, you've just about got it. Don't give up and stick with it. I'll just encourage you till you can do it yourself. But God loves us and knew we can't. And came and said, I will do for you what you can never do. That's the good news of the gospel. And then all you have to do is receive what I have done. Proclaim me as Lord. Surrender your life to me and allow me to raise you up to a new life, to a life you can't even imagine. And to allow me to work in your heart day in and day out, transforming all those things simmering under the surface. So that hopefully, little by little, day by day, we get to be in a place where those things aren't ready to explode. And like a volcano, we don't erupt, bringing destruction and death in our wake. But that our words and our lives would bring love, would bring mercy would bring grace, would bring the presence of God. That's the call on our life. That's what Jesus has done for us. And so as we gather here, we should week after week give thanks to God for what has been done in Jesus Christ. We should give thanks to God that Jesus is Lord and we're not. And we should give thanks to God that the Holy Spirit has been poured into us at our baptism to lead us and guide us and to change and transform us. And that day by day, our lives would more reflect the image of Christ. That others might come to know God through us to receive His love and His mercy and His grace. That then all that we do and say would be to God's honor 
and glory. That's what's available in Jesus Christ. That's what's been done for us. And may God bring to fulfillment the work that he's begun in each of us. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise for what you have done on our behalf. We thank you for the Holy Spirit poured into each of us at our baptism. May we be transformed day by day that the consuming fire of the Spirit will pour forth out of us, that this whole creation that you have made would be consumed with your love, with your presence, with your mercy and grace. May we, as your disciples, be people known for bearing that image and bearing that love. Remove from us anything that is not of you, in Jesus, we ask all this in your precious and holy name. Amen.